Hi friends, if you feel depleted and at times overwhelmed searching for more, if you want to reclaim your voice, peace, and power, this show is for you. I'm Evelyn Glick. I love fashion, interior design, and spicy foods. I'm obsessed with personal development and human behavior. Here, I'll be discussing mindset, relationships, lifestyle, and so much more. I believe to live an empowered life, we must crush those limiting beliefs holding us back from stepping into our fabulousness because playing small doesn't serve anyone. Hi, friends. I want to take this time to thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed any of these episodes, remind you to please rate and leave a comment. It won't take more than a couple of minutes to show your support. And also share with your friends, anybody you think might enjoy it and benefit, sending big hugs of appreciation for your time. Now let's dive to today's show. Hi listeners, today we have Lydia Santos here. She is a certified teacher turned homeschool mama and host of the JAR podcast. So great to have you here. Today, we're going to dive into many different topics, including multicultural parenting and marriage. Lydia, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you from your lips? Sure. I, um, like you said, I'm a certified teacher. I've spent about 10 years in the classroom, stepped out of the classroom to homeschool my boys. And my husband and I have been married for going on 12 years now. And our boys are 10 and seven. So I'm in a house full of boys and it's noisy. (laughs) I bet it is. Briefly tell the listeners how you and your hubby met. So we met actually on a baseball field in Germany. We are army brat and I walked onto a field and he was playing around with his friends and I wanted to play and he and his friends went and sat in the dugout and let me play with the coach by myself. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like interesting and fun for sure. (laughs) It's awesome. Did you find the difference in background added to your interest and attraction or that didn't matter at the beginning? Listeners, we're going to dive into interracial marriage. Tell me a little bit about that. Did you immediately notice that he was Hispanic? Did you like that? I did notice. I mean, he's got curly hair, darker skin. I was definitely attracted to him physically, probably because of, but at the time I didn't know what his culture was. And um, I just knew he was funny and charming and outgoing and all of those things that, you know, Puerto Ricans are pretty known for. So to know him and his culture, it just made it even better. Oh, that's wonderful for the listeners. (laughs) I am Dominican, so I can totally understand (laughs) the sassiness and the charm (laughs) behind our culture. Do you both have the same religious beliefs? I'm assuming yes, but I don't about yours? I'm assuming he's a Catholic? He actually grew up Protestant Christian as well as I did. I am actually an army chaplain's daughter. So I was very much, that was very much a part of my growing up and his parents were involved in charismatic church. And so we both have that foundation of, and belief system, even beyond that, just having that personal relationship with the Lord is really important to us and how we kind of navigate life. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. What do you do when it comes to introducing that to the kids? You have different parenting styles or because you have the same religious beliefs, is parenting easier? I would say parenting is easier and it actually is our our common factor that brings us together when our personalities and tendencies are pretty different. And so our religious beliefs kind of keep us coming towards a center that 
we then can base our parenting uh, style or discipline or anything like that from um, instead of just going to our own tendencies and natural habit grown into that it probably didn't start off exactly that way but as we've kind of gotten to know our kids and what their needs are and kind of worked on it pretty intentionally lots of discussions on how to meet each boy's needs um, it's just taken a lot of effort but we definitely have come to a common way of doing things. Nice. How do you multicultural background affected your marriage? Tell me a little bit about how that has impacted you, if at all. It's definitely um, impacted us more so in a reactionary way earlier on, where one of us would do something that the other one just didn't get. Now it's a running joke when we say, are we even speaking the same language? Because he does speak another language, but it was something that we had to kind of realize this is coming from my family of origin and this is coming from your family of origin. And it's not anything against the other, it's just a different way of doing things. And we've really had to just kind of dig deep and go, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. It's because of this or that. You know, those were pretty different in the beginning, whether it was how we spend family holidays or the expectations around food. Give me an example. I can tell you that my husband is Jewish and I'm Hispanic, and there is a subtle difference. I don't think that has impacted our marriage very much, except that if I dig deeper, things could come up, you know, just from the differences. So can you give me an example when you said about holidays? Um, Pretty big differences just in how our families did things. One funny, it's funny now, was not funny then. (laughs) One funny um, example is it was around, um, I believe it was Thanksgiving and we were going to his family's house for it. We did not discuss expectations beforehand. We've learned how to do that. I did not prepare um, a dish to bring and food is just a huge thing. And then it was, it kind of turned into a, well, you should have known because my family always does this or, you know, that type of thing. We have now through trial and error learned how to talk about things coming up. What are the expectations surrounding going to this or in our early dating days, it was, well, there's always a party going on. So pack a dress and heels every time you come. <laughs> um, <laughs> or my family's expectations of you should know, which I grew up very British upbringing. So it's, you should know how to put your napkin in your lap and use the right fork. Just things that you don't think the other one doesn't know until you find out they don't. And then you just have to kind of learn. <laughs> were you raised the UK? My grandparents were. My, my dad's side of the family more so. And so I always joke that my grandmother could have been the queen of England in manners and in looks. And um, it, there was a system in where people sat at the table, everything. So it was definitely, we like to say it's the big fat Greek wedding <laughs> with just two very different upbringings. It's, it's been an adventure. <laughs> yes. Trial and error and just experiences, right? That make you grow together as a couple. Mm-hmm. Did you build your own traditions? That's what I have been doing. I've I'm married for 13 years mm-hmm. and taken a little bit of my traditions and a little bit of my husband's and we sort of made our own. How do you handle your own traditions in your home based on your differences? Within our own home, I feel like as we've learned to express what's important to each of us, we've kind of made our own rules or ways of doing things. Um, It depends on things like holidays, depends on which 
side of the family we're spending it with and we make adjustments. If we're going to his side, I get ready to dress up a little bit or have more fun and be more outgoing. And he, on my side of the family, he makes adjustments and we do things more my family's traditions. But when it's just us, we have definitely balanced out the two different sides. Your side is more formal dinner. Mm-hmm. Am I right to say yeah. that? It is correct. And it's been interesting to raise our boys with that dual you know, message because they adjust as well, but it's also, there's not one right way of doing things and it it helps them to be open-minded and not judgmental as, as army brats, we got to experience other cultures by moving to different countries and knowing that the American way is not the only way raising our boys, not overseas, but in a bicultural family really helps them to know it's okay to let loose and have fun at dinner. And it's okay to have good manners. And you just need to know when it's appropriate to use either one. Yes, the balance is so important, right? Accepting the differences, being open-minded to try different cultures, to try different things, right? Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, Wanted to ask you, how do you deal with stress? That's a good question. I would say initially, I don't handle it well, or I think I'm handling it well, but I won't recognize that I'm even feeling stressed until my body tells me. I'll chew my fingernails, or when I was younger, I got shingles from a stressful situation. So I've learned how to manage my stress and know what my triggers are for stress and kind of anticipate this is going to be a stressful thing coming up or that I'm going into or that I have to deal with. I will try to have certain tools ready, whether it's I tell my husband I need alone time. I'm an introvert surrounded by boys that are noisy and um, he'll say, go grab a cup of coffee or I'm going to take some time and go take a bath. Quiet time in the morning is a huge part of my stress management and just making sure I get that time alone and a hot cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, that's so important. Starting your day on a good note. So tell me, what is the one thing that you would say is a tip for being in a relationship with someone who has a different culture and background than yours? I've said it to some friends before, and I will stick by it. It is just communicating expectations, and it sounds not fun. Um, And it's definitely not easy to do, but it's something that with more practice, it gets easier. And it's just kind of knowing, even in a same culture marriage, I'm assuming, you're just two different people. So you're going to expect certain things, even when you walk in the door from coming home from work, you expect something. You might not consciously think about it, but it helps you to consciously think, what do I expect to happen? Or why did I react that way? Oh, it's because I expected this and just kind of learning how to understand each other better. And you do end up knowing what the other one expects. And then you can have conversations around that and make adjustments. Yes. Communication, regardless really of the background is such a biggie. We all have different experiences, the way you're raised and the things that are normal to you when it comes to dinners and traditions and just daily activities. Yeah. I think that I am also an introvert like you, but I'm definitely the one who needs that verbal feedback and communication and establishing what's acceptable and not acceptable. Are you also more of the verbal communicator in your marriage? I am. um, And it could be a female thing. I'm not the more maybe talkative one, but I, I need to feel like I am understood and that I understand you. And so I would rather be the one asking the questions of what do you think, or what are you feeling about this? And just kind of know where each other is at. And that does take initiating a conversation. Yes, definitely. Anything that you would like to share with the listeners that I didn't touch upon here? 
Um, I would just say that, especially in a bicultural marriage, but even if it's not, look for the ways that you balance each other. It can be pretty easy to focus on the differences, leave us feeling like we are just on opposite planets. Um, But focusing on the ways that, for instance, my big picture thinking balances with his being present in the moment. It helps me loosen up and have fun. It helps him plan and think ahead. Just little things like that. It takes time and effort, but look for the ways that you can balance and play to your strengths, but find a good balance. I really like that. It's balancing each other and finding Mm -hmm. each other's strengths. Tell me what you're still struggling with. I think it's still a matter of us both being intentional with each other and our our own love languages and being willing to be the first one to meet the other one's needs. Um, It can be easy to say, well, I don't feel loved because he hasn't blank or he might feel the same way about me. You know, it's, I don't feel loved because she's not doing this. And so I'm just going to sit back and not initiate either. So it's, it's the constant one of us being willing to kind of start that cycle and do something that makes the other one feel loved. And then we can reciprocate. It's just, it takes effort and intentionality. It's probably going to be an ongoing thing that we work at and it's never going to be, we're never going to arrive at this perfect place. Right. But you'll improve and you'll grow from it for sure. For sure. Right. Do you both have the same love language? Yeah. Mine, I would say is acts of service. I feel loved when things get done, probably because I just always have a running to-do list in my head um, and written down in five different places. I like sticky notes. He is a words of affirmation. So he feels encouraged when I speak positively or just say something kind and I can get stuck in my head and not consciously think that I'm being rude, but I'm just quieter and it takes more effort in, on my end to speak up and say something. That's great. Thank you for sharing this time with me. It's of course. really lovely. I like, to, I like to end with three rapid questions. So fill in the blank for me. Happiness yeah. is... The little things, the things that can be overlooked in the day to day, but it's, you know, my kids laughing or just getting through something like the Texas winter storm together and bonding over playing board games when we could have focused on the negative. It's just the little things. Yeah, beautiful. I agree. The world needs more of? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I just have to say maybe more grace. The world needs more grace, forgiveness. Yes, beautiful. Yeah. I would like to remember to be remembered for. I would like to be remembered for sharing my story and helping other women share theirs. What What is your story? Yeah, I would say a highlight version is you know a perfectionist Christian girl trying to be the good girl and going through things in our marriage that just made us hit rock bottom, divorce papers on the table, pretty much 60 days away from it being finalized, separated for over a year, and basically reconciling and then becoming leaders in a marriage course. And we've led three small groups through this curriculum and how we healed. That's a lot what my podcast is about, is just about how to heal as an individual and in marriage, if people want to pursue that. And so I think just being known for 
not letting brokenness stop us, even though things happen, there's hope and healing ahead. Beautiful. Just beautiful. I'm so glad that question led you to open up a little more because Mm -hmm. that's what I was asking for. I wanted to dive into that aspect of your marriage because it sounded really perfect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we paint a perfect picture, you sound like you have a wonderful, solid marriage. But I know from being in a marriage for 13 years that it takes Mm -hmm. time. It takes connection and rough moments, you know, really patchy moments when you are, you know, maybe hurting each other inadvertently, or maybe just not getting across to each other the way you should, and learning to, you know, have those difficult discussions and difficult conversations that we sometimes avoid. If we can in any way help other couples, isn't that rewarding? It's been so rewarding and been a a really neat kind of byproduct of the hard work that we did and really where our faith came in as well, because we've been through some, some hard things with him. Um, He had cancer when we were dating and that caused some setbacks and we've just been through some other stressful things. And then our marriage falling apart was the ultimate just shattering moment, really going back to relying on our faith, being okay with feeling like we don't have it all together and this isn't what we wanted or expected or thought would happen. But I think we're stronger now because we've got scars that prove, <laughs> you know, our journey. And and it's better to have walked through something and come out stronger than to let it break us. And um, our kids get to benefit from that healing journey as well. And it, it's still ongoing. I mean, it's never going to be perfect ever. And so we are always learning and growing. That's lovely. Oh my goodness. I so resonate because I'm a relationship coach. It's so helpful to reach out when you are in need. So having someone like you in your community in Texas or wherever it is, and now with Zoom and the internet, you can really connect with people across the globe. So it's important to reach out if you need it. It could be a friend. It could be someone that you can really rely on. But if that's beyond what is working, then there's no shame in reaching out for help. Yes. Thank you so much for your time and opening up to us. Tell us where we can find you. So I am at The Jar on Facebook, where I have some live videos and um, interactive um, sessions. And then I have Instagram also at underscore the period jar underscore. And my podcast is launching in a couple of weeks. And it's also the same title, the jar, and they'll all be connected. But that's where you can find me. Wonderful. I'll leave that under show notes as well. Listeners, that's all for now. This was wonderful. Thank you so much, Lydia. Thank you. If you feel you've lost yourself, your voice, your power, I'm Evelyn Glick. My mission My passion is to guide you and support you into stepping into your light, healing and growing into the fullest expression of who you are, managing the most important relationship of all, the relationship you have with yourself, and then expanding that knowledge and strengthening the relationships around you. Let's change that story. You do not have to play small. Let's crush those limiting beliefs and finally step into your greatness. You do not have to do this alone. If this resonates with you, please reach out. It's your life. It's time.